Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today, I hope you guys are sitting down because this is going to be an incredible, incredible story. This, uh, we, the two of us met on Clubhouse. But what intrigued me about Ori is just how tenacious and he, he's gone through so much. So I kind of wanted to go, I'm going to pass you the mic, Ori, and you kind of go through your journey, your in, a little bit of an intro, and we'll go from there. A little of an intro. Well, I was born in upstate New York in a town called Rome, New York. I had two brothers, three sisters. We lived in a duplex home, my grandparents. My aunts and uncles lived on the other side. My mother cooked dinner for 13 people. Mm. And we had to be home for dinner every night. My father was one of the original founders of the union for Revere Copper and Brass. And then he went back into the labor because he didn't like all the crooked things going on. Mm. Uh, I've been hustling since I was 11 years old, 10 or 11, beginning with a paper route, knocking on doors, getting people to subscribe. So I've never been afraid to talk to people knock on doors, and uh, in the summertime, I cut lawns. In the winter, I I shovel snow, and I'm saying all this for a reason, Mm. because to be successful, you need to be a hustler, Mm -hmm. and most people don't realize that. They think it's going to come by just listening to somebody. You have to be able to take action, and this is where most people fail. They don't take the action. But anyways, at the age of 18, I joined the Army. I I served their country proudly during the Vietnam War. Upon my release, I went back to Rome, and I got, after a couple little factory jobs for three weeks here a month there, I went into the insurance business with the Prudential Insurance Company. And there I became a leading agent and a member of the Million Dollar Roundtable. And got married, had three children, had my own insurance agency. In the early 70s, I was doing close to $5 million a year then. But then I had my first indictment out of Syracuse, New York. I lost my insurance license. Hmm. And being a hustler that I am, I hustled in anything that I could do or I got to do. I live by a philosophy. You got to do what you need to do in certain periods of your life. And I became, through my life, I, I got to know guys like Frank Costello, Meyer Lansky, 
Carlo Marcello and a whole slew of others. But the one gentleman to be, we became friends for over 45 years was Sonny Frances out of New York, who just passed away two years ago at the age of 103. And we were talking right up until his death. I was on an indictment with Sonny in Brooklyn Federal Court. And I ended up doing 62 months in federal prison. On my release, I changed my life mm. and wrote my book, The Accidental Gangster, which is a two-time bestseller. And it's being made into a film being directed by the famous George Gallo, who did Bad Boys, Middleman. Uh, one movie, I keep forgetting the name of it. I gotta look it up. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know why I, I forget the name. I'm gonna do it right here. Midnight Run. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Midnight Run. Plus, George wrote all the dialogue for Analyze This, Analyze That. Uh, he's directing the movie. He's going over the script this weekend again. And uh, hopefully within the next month, we'll be casting it. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's really, that's really exciting. And I feel like, I mean, you've been through such a journey and kind of explain like what kind of, what do you, what did you learn from it? Well, I made a promise to my children upon my release because I don't care what anybody thinks what they see in the movies okay you're on your own mm. okay it was my children to make sure i had money in my commissary every month it was my children to make sure i had books but upon my release they told me ups you go back to your old life and you go back to prison we're not going to be there for you and i made a promise i would not do it mm. turn my life around I've been helping the youth stay out of a life of crime, mentoring a lot of young men throughout the world, not just here in this country. I, I help people in India and other countries, uh, Ireland, Australia. What I've done, I can't even believe it myself, but I mean, uh, and, 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 you, and you've also like, and you also do public speaking, right? You do. I'm doing speaking engagements. Uh, uh, I did a big speaking engagement in Florida with JT Fox at the Mega Success. Mm-hmm. Over 700 people it was an awesome event. Uh, my next scheduled one is in March in Las Vegas at the National Auto Dealer Association. Uh, and they nice. bought so far. They bought three hundred and fifty bucks. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, I was the pioneer in the automotive exercise market. I'm the guy that you could blame that when you go into a car dealership, somebody dumbles a car, turns you over to what they call it a business manager, finance manager, whatever they call it, mm. and that guy starts selling you everything else. <laughs> You need the rust proofing, you need the ceiling, you need the warranty, and it goes on and on and on. I'm the guy you can blame for that. So what made you even like consider writing this book to begin with? Well, you know, I've been an avid reader all my life. 
as a child, I could remember going to the library, winning more stars than anybody, or reading more books. I've always enjoyed reading. In prison, I read over 300 books. Hmm. And, <laughs> you know, when you're walking the yard in prison, you do nothing but think. That's all you got to do. Okay. And I thought that if I ever did write a book, I would call it The Accidental Gangster. Mm -hmm. And not thinking that I ever would. And then upon my release, I happened to be represented by one of the best entertainment law firms here in Hollywood. And I was having dinner with a lawyer at the Four Seasons Hotel. And he looked at me. He stopped right in the middle of dinner. He says, Ori, I know your story. Write a book and we'll get the movie made. I said, George, I never wrote a book. He says, find a co-writer. And all the writers I know out here in Hollywood are script writers. Writing a script or writing a book are two different things. Mm -hmm. So finally, one day, I just sat down at the computer. I said, how difficult could it be? I have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But from all my readings, the one thing that I wanted to do was make sure the book when you read the words, you were listening to my words. And everybody told me I accomplished that. So I'm very happy about that. No, and uh, so I ended up writing the book and got it published, and I'm happy. Well, uh, but what made you, like, what was the title? Like, why did you call it The Accidental Gangster? Like, why, why did you call it that and something else? Well, because of the fact that, you know, I wasn't one of those guys who were brought up that their father was involved in it, the grandfather. My grandfather was involved in it. He came over to this country. But my father really wasn't, even though he knew a lot of people, he was not involved in it. Mm -hmm. They didn't want it for the rest of the family. <clears throat> not like these guys in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? They basically, it's like the gang members. Okay? They basically don't have a choice. They're their way to a better life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? uh, so I called it the accidental gangster. No, and I think that's I think it's a great title. I really yeah. do. And let the people decide was it an accident or not. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And yeah. and I know you've learned so much from it, and you've achieved so much after getting um, out. What I guess one of my other questions is now. Let's talk about Clubhouse for a little bit. What made you even like jump on there? My publisher, Dr. Jordan Shaw, mm -hmm. he got me into it. Mm -hmm. It was just the pandemic was beginning, I guess, and we were into it a few months. I said to myself, what the hell did he get me into? <laughs> and, you know, he got me into it, and I became very popular. I'm just amazed. I mean, I go in a room, there'd be a thousand people, and they'll bring me right up to the audience. Mm -hmm. I got a rule. They don't bring me in within 15 seconds. I leave. I see, I see that, Ori. I do. <laughs> I notice that when you when you come on the stages and you and you always say, I don't have a lot of time. Let me share. And I'm going to go. And I love, right. that. <laughs> right. I love that. But did you have you made like a lot of business connections through the app now as well or no? I actually met the author of the script on Clubhouse. Really? Yeah. It was in a Hollywood uh, room 
Uh-huh. And they brought me up to talk. There was a room where they were trying to contact her. Right. And I said, let me tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth of how Hollywood works. And boom, they put me right down in the audience. Uh-oh. I left the room. But that kid David knew who I was mm-hmm. from my uh, from YouTube, mm-hmm. from a lot of interviews I did. And he started texting me. I said to myself, another writer, you know how many writers I went through that just could not get it right? <clears throat> and George Gallo wanted to write it, but he's one of the individuals. He was busy during the pandemic filming movies. He did two movies with Morgan Freeman. He filmed them in Mississippi. And then he's got another one with De Niro, Morgan Freeman, Tommy Lee coming out this year called Comeback Trail. It really is a funny movie. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so him, him and Bobby De Niro are good friends. You know, uh, George is a funny guy. He's originally from Brooklyn or from New York. And uh, He's also an artist. His artwork is in famous museums throughout the world. And he's a musician. Oh, wow. So it's really interesting, you know, when I talk to him, that when he's actually directing the film, Uh he's actually seeing the colors that he wants, and he's hearing the music he wants. I mean, that's that's incredible. It's really incredible. And do you get to choose who's going to play you? We're hoping for Sam Rockwell to play me. Mm-hmm. He's number one on the list. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, it all depends on their schedules. You know, you got to get everybody working at the same time. So, well, I mean, that's that's really exciting. And and yeah. and that I mean, to have your story as a movie and being on screen and and being at that point to really reflect. Is going to be interesting too, I believe that. Yeah. Um, I guess one of my one of my last questions for you is what kind of what kind of legacy do you want to leave for your children? I think my legacy is already there. Mm-hmm. My book. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I never hid anything from my children. Mm-hmm. Never. My children know who I was all their life. They're my best friends, my children. My son out here is my manager also. Very smart kid, good kid. Uh, you know, what can I leave behind but my memory? I saw it was going to be last. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I kept my word. All right. I always did what I say, what I would do. I never snitched on anybody. Yeah, I know. I love that. I think that's that's a great legacy to kind of to to leave for sure. Um, now, where can everybody kind of connect with you if they want to reach out to you and all that? Well, I'm on Instagram. Yes, said I'm a gangster. I'm on Facebook, Ori Spado. They can go to my website, www.theaccidentalgangster.com. They can read all about me. If they want an autographed book, 
they could purchase that off of my website. Otherwise, my book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and every place else to find books are sold. Well, I'll put everything in the show notes and I'm, I'm waiting for my book. I ordered it. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for, to, for it to get here. So <laughs> who's your order from? Um, I think it was the website, like the, the link that um, I think it was in Molly's room that. Um, oh, you that ordered she, from me. Yeah. I ordered from you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. You haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> you believe this? <laughs> you got the list. Okay. Danielle Pachi, here you are. Sag Harbor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You should have had that yesterday, uh, the 12. I'm going to take a screenshot of Okay. I'm going to send that to you. Okay. I got your uh, uh, what's your phone number? Um six three one nine six zero. Eight six six eight. Eight six six eight. Yeah. And I'll check it myself on the computer when I'm done. No worries. No worries. All right. Perfect. But um, if you guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode. Please, please tag the two of us on our social medias. We'll show you some love. And Ori, I just appreciate you. And I am so happy for this friendship now. And you're just an incredible human. You really are. Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate it. Okay. Talk to you soon. <laughs>